You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, your host, and I am talking with Dr. Joshua Fenton, Assistant Professor of Family and Community Medicine at the University of California, Davis, and lead author on a very interesting article in the New England Journal of Medicine, April 5th of this year, about computer assistance in interpretation of mammography. So, Dr. Fenton, what do you conclude from the data and analysis that you have published? It was pretty clear from our analysis, just mainly because of the number of women in our analysis, that the harms that stem from the use of computer-aided detection, and what I mean by that is the false positives and the increase in biopsies that occur were not clearly associated with an increase in in the benefits of mammography. Uh, So that, to me, is is the major message uh, that we took away from our study. Given that, do you look back and say we should have done certain other studies before the FDA gave approval to this technology? I don't know that the the technology uh, shouldn't have been approved, but I think our data point to the to the importance of, um, of studies that look at the dissemination of technologies you know, so that we, we can assure that they're performing in real practice the way they're supposed to perform. I suppose with a, with a new technology, it wouldn't be possible to do studies until it's out there and it, it's in practice, but point well taken because this certainly, to me at least, was a very su- a surprising uh, conclusion. As I was reading the study, uh, and it described the marks that a computer would make on a mammogram. I was wondering about some of the medical legal climate and, and what radiologists must feel pressure-wise if a computer says this might be suspicious. Did that come up at all? You know, it's interesting, um, you know, to, to hear the study results being characterized as surprising to me in part because I think maybe our, as a an author, we were impressed by the size of some of the effects we saw, and yet I don't think that the direction of the effects surprised us that much, in part because of the focus of this technology. It's really, it marks cancer, potential cancers. It's really designed to find cancer, not to, there's no part of it that reassures radiologists about um, something on the mammogram that they might get worried about, but that the technology is saying, you know what, this is nothing to worry about. So it's, it just has an alarming function. And if you think about that design, I think it makes sense that the direction of the effect would be toward you know, lower specificity and hopefully more cancers found. In terms of the medical legal aspects of this, you could imagine that you know, given the medical legal concerns about missing cancer, that, that that might be why it was designed like this, mainly to get more cancers and so that radiologists don't miss cancer because that is the major cause of tort claims in radiology and it, it's a big concern of radiologists. And so the product was designed with that concern in mind, I, I suspect. So it's really a sensitivity-driven uh, uh, technology, uh, just as you very well stated, so as not to miss any cancers uh, without really much regard for things like false positives or cost and things of that nature. I think that's right. I mean, I, I don't think that this is, you know, although it's a, an advanced technology that required many, many years of research and development and the algorithms are, are highly sophisticated, it has a single thrust. And um, in that respect, might be considered fairly simple. One might hope that someday we'll have a, a form of computer-aided detection that could uh, help radiologists um, separate the wheat from the chaff, 
um, to really say, you know, this looks like a cancer, that doesn't. This technology doesn't do that. Is it true we're kind of unclear about the clinical benefit of picking up the ductal carcinoma in situ, the, the earlier calcification-type cancer that seemed to be discovered by this technology? We are definitely uncertain about the clinical benefit of that. You could also say that we're, we're uncertain to, that it, we're, we're, we're not sure that it's not good. But on the other hand, we, we have strong evidence that invasive cancers, I mean, as opposed to in situ cancers, are really on the road to metastases and that, and that we want our mammograms to find these cancers. In this study, we did not find that there was an increase in the detection of invasive breast cancer with the use of computer-aided detection. Instead, we found a trend toward increased detection of, of in situ cancers, and we know that these are, are not as serious as invasive cancers. The cancer data here are, are, are not exactly what, what we would hope. You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and I'm speaking with Dr. Joshua Fenton, Assistant Professor of Family and Community Medicine at the University of California, Davis, about his very uh, intriguing uh, article in the New England Journal of Medicine about computer assistance and interpretation of mammography. If I understood Dr. Hall's editorial about your study, one of the things he seemed to hint at was that perhaps better training and more experienced mammographers uh, might uh, be a way to to thrust our efforts versus technology. Do you have any thoughts on that? Are you referring, uh, Dr. Friedman, to better training with the use of computer-aided detection or the more general issue of training in mammography? I'm sorry. I was uh, thinking, I think, about more general training in reading uh, mammograms. I think he referred to different standards that they have for mammographers in Europe. I, I thought there was a flavor of if mammographers uh, read more mammograms that that would be helpful. Uh, I think Dr. Hall makes a, a good point. I mean, um, he he lays out a number of, of challenges. I mean, on the one hand, uh, seems like we would like to have a, a workforce of highly experienced uh, mammographers as the foundation of our screening programs here in the United States. And yet, uh, on the other hand, he, he describes there's a, a real dearth of radiologists who, who, who have chosen to specialize in, in this area and that it's a, it's a specialty that has you know, relatively less prestige and, and uh, et cetera. So I, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge that we have here in the United States, apparently, that we, we really do need um, highly experienced breast imaging specialists, and yet our young doctors are not um, electing to pursue this as a career. Perhaps another problem of our medical system, as he points out, the perhaps lower uh, compensation and, and so much of the medical malpractice that radiologists have to deal with to stem from mammographic interpretation. Yeah, perhaps that's right. Based on uh, what you've found, can you make any comments about the future of computer-assisted uh, detection for not only mammography but for other imaging techniques or, or other modalities in medicine? One important thing to recognize is that we did, we did study the technology as it was in 2001, 2002, and it's possible that it's changed um, to some extent since then. Um, and yet, I I suspect that that we do need it. We need a, a form of the technology that that is substantively different. And it's certainly conceivable that 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 such technology could be developed that 
that really does find the most dangerous cancers, and then um, and then perhaps also gives radiologists some some reassurance about benign lesions. So I think that that's an area that could certainly be developed further. You know, Dr. Hall in his editorial certainly uh, makes a good point about that in certain forms of breast imaging, for example, magnetic resonance imaging, so many images are apparently generated during one of these examinations that some form of computer-aided detection is is um, is essential. Uh, it's just it's impossible for humans to to uh, apparently to to grapple with all that data that gets generated, and so. So at least in those two respects, you can you can see a role for a potential role for computer aided detection in the in the future of breast imaging. There is also research and development going on to apply computer aided detection in computer tomography imaging of both the lung and the colon. And I think I would just uh, advocate for well designed studies of those technologies before we embrace them in clinical care. Your study certainly supports that that would be a very good idea. As we uh, are concluding, are there any messages uh, that you would give based on your your study uh, to the practicing doctor in the trenches uh, in terms of how he or she interprets and orders mammography? Probably the main message, I think, would be that um, practicing doctors, um, if asked about computer-aided detection, should be able to share with women that the application of computer-aided detection on their mammogram would um, Will will probably increase their their chances of having a false positive exam and of potentially getting a breast biopsy. But that right now we just don't know for sure that it that there is a clinical benefit. And some women may want a little bit of help in terms of deciding whether or not to go to a center that has or does not have computer aided detection. And I think that clinicians might be helpful in terms of um, helping women make a make a personal decision about that. Well, I think your study certainly gives us the information we need to guide our patients appropriately and and also, as you've said, uh, gives us a message about how we need to keep evaluating newer technologies once they're out in widespread practice. I want to uh, very much thank Dr. Joshua Fenton from the University of California, Davis, who's been our guest as we've been discussing computer-assisted interpretation of mammography. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.